You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Welcome to episode 28 of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. This week, we're wrapping up our social media series. During the past five episodes, we've covered some really great social media topics and how you can use your marketing strategy to be more visible, connect with your audience, and convert leads into clients. We had some incredible conversations about different platforms, various roles in the space, and how to manage and use it all to your benefit. It was a really great series, so if you missed anything, make sure you go back and listen so you'll be in the know too. Now, as I'm recording this little intro, the seasons are starting to change. Hot summer days are turning into cooler autumn evenings. The leaves are falling and the grass doesn't need to be cut quite as often. The pools have closed and the kids are back in school. And to me, now is a great time to start thinking about organizing things and decluttering around my home because I'm changing out things like accessories and home decor. I'm putting away my flip-flops and pulling out my cardigans and my fuzzy slippers. Fall is my favorite time of year. It's a great time to start decluttering in my business as well. I usually spend time during the fall tidying up and getting rid of things that I no longer need, like old notebooks that I've digitized, dried up pens that don't work anymore. I do still write occasionally. And definitely getting rid of any junk mail that's piled up while I've been traveling. I go through my social media platforms and I leave Facebook groups that I haven't tapped into or that aren't serving me any longer. I unfollow influencers and profiles that no longer resonate with me. And I go through files and folders that I keep in my Dropbox on Canva and my hard drive. And I get rid of things that I don't need there too. I get rid of all of the accumulated paper and piles of stuff laying around my office. By the way, Are you a piler or a stuffer? Do you pile things up on your desk or stuff things in a drawer? I am so curious. In my experience, most accountants and bookkeepers I've met are pilers, both physical pilers and digital pilers. We put stuff in these neat or sometimes not so neat stacks thinking it's in a great place and we'll come back to it that afternoon or in a day or so. But what happens is the piles on our physical desk and on our digital desktops just keep getting bigger and bigger. And that's what my guests and I are actually talking about this week. How to finally stop doing that. How to declutter our space, both virtual and physical. How to get more done and stress less in the process. This week, I'm talking with Brittany Dixon of Process for Profit by Brittany & Co. Brittany is a business strategist and productivity coach. She helps highly driven visionary entrepreneurs implement day-to-day operations management, project management, systems, processes, and strategy to free up their time to do big things in their zones of genius. She specializes in helping her clients manage the day-to-day of the business, and she helps to document and refine their business processes and infrastructure to allow the business to run more efficiently and to grow because, well, efficiency equals scalability. 
I had so much fun talking with Brittany about all things organizing and decluttering during our chat. I took notes for myself and will be using her tips to help me this fall as I clear things out before our next big launch coming next month. I'm confident that the tips she shares during our conversation will help you out too. Let's go listen in, okay? Here's my chat with Brittany about how to digitally declutter your bookkeeping business. Hey there, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for being on the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It is my pleasure. So, Brittany, let's just jump right in. Let's dive in. So you're a profit maven and a business strategist. How did you find yourself doing this specific kind of work? Yeah. So funny story. I accidentally became an entrepreneur. So that was fun. Um, no, so I've always been that super type a organized planning person. Um, I was that 16 year old with like color coded binders that my friends were like, you're really weird. I don't know what's wrong with you. (laughs) Um, and that kind of just carried through. So when I graduated, I actually was in just food service and hospitality for a while. And I was like, Ooh, I really want to be like a wedding and event planner. Like that sounds super fun and super for like logistics and planning and all tied into a pretty bow. Right. So I started doing that and realized I hated weddings. I love the logistics piece, but weddings and like people management was not my mm-hmm. jam. <laughs> um, so I actually, I worked for a wedding planner for a while, kind of sifted that out, figured out I didn't love that. And then I actually worked for a corporate restaurant doing marketing and event planning for them. So it was more of like that Monday through Friday, nine to five event planning mm-hmm. gig, <laughs> Which mm-hmm. worked better because I actually I've got twins at home, so they were little when I was doing that job. Um, so then I actually got let go from there because I did not fit into their pretty little corporate box that they liked. Um, I was an out of the box thinker, all the ideas, and they're like, "Well, that sounds hard. Let's just keep doing it the same way we've always done it." And I'm like, "But it's not working." <laughs> mm. So. I I got let go in July of 2016 and blessing in disguise now. Right. But at the time, super difficult. Um, I actually moved into a professional organizing business. So I started a business called clutter control. Um, Mm -hmm. I was looking up to Marie Kondo. I wanted to go organize mom's houses and take the stress away from them. Um, so that quickly turned into, I have no idea what I'm doing running a business and I need (laughs) clients. So I can organize, but how do I get the people? Um, So I actually ended up looking for a business coach. And when I did that, I stumbled into this online space (laughs) that apparently Mm -hmm. I was living under a rock and didn't know existed. Um, Didn't know what an opt-in was four years ago. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what's an opt-in? Um, so anyway, she was like, you could totally bring your like organization logistic skills into the online business space or just business space in general. Um, so I started productivity coaching and then just saw a huge, huge need for backend operations. Um, I saw way too many entrepreneurs hitting a ceiling and burning out because they didn't have systems and organization in place. So kind of full circle, I went from organizing events to organizing houses to organizing businesses. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so there are so many things that I want to ask you about that you yeah. just, you, you just talked about. Um, so you, you, you described yourself as a type A personality. And 
I've always thought that unless you are one of those people, that it's really hard to stay organized, right? Or to, to, to keep the clutter out of your life and out of your business. Would, is that true? Like, do I need to have somebody like you in my life or can I do this on my own if I'm not a type A personality? Yeah. So you can totally do it on your own. It is just going to be a bigger learning curve. So there mm-hmm. for type A people, it just like, it clicks really quickly and it's just how our brains work. We're like, Oh, the puzzle pieces are here. They go together done. Right. Um, so if you're not a type A organized person and you're more creative, that's a little bit harder for you, but it is a skill like productivity and organization is a skill that can be learned. And it really is just putting really great habits in place. And the systems have to be really simple and easy to use because if they're not easy to use, even for me, if they're not easy to use, I'm not going to use it. (laughs) I need this to be like straightforward, like one thing here it is, here's where it goes. Um, because if it's like 17 subfolders deep, not going to happen. <laughs> um, oh, we have so much to talk about. Oh, yeah. Because so I it's think definitely that's learned. my problem. Yeah, yeah. My problem is I want to over organize and go 17 folders deep. Yep. And then <laughs> you can't find anything or yes. Dropbox starts to tell you that your naming conventions are too long. And yeah. <laughs> you have to find something else. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think that I think because you, if you're not type A, I think people try to like overcompensate and they're like, okay, I'm going to create like a folder within a folder within a folder. And like, it's going to be really organized. And then you get lost really fast. <laughs> or you um, can't remember now, where did I put that? Yeah. You're like, in? wait, what was the system sense. that I just created? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So I actually, I have a super, super simple system that I use across the board for lots of digital things. So like Google drive organization or Dropbox, um, inside your email with your folders, your, uh, different projects. If you're using an Asana or a Trello or something to that effect. Um, so I actually use my branding as Brittany and co. So BCO, I actually use the BCO buckets for almost everything. Um, so they stand for (laughs) business development, client services, and operations. Um, so I think no matter what type of business you're in, if it's online business, brick and mortar products or services, you have those buckets. Business development is growth and prospecting and sales and all that. Your client services could just be customer service, right? But it's the people that are paying you, you're taking care of them. And then the operations is all the other crap that no one (laughs) wants to do. (laughs) The bucket that's like, Oh, all the operations things. Um, so I actually, I use that for a lot of my digital organization because it's so simple. Like you, your brain only has to think about which bucket of the three that it falls in. And then we have some sub buckets within that, but it doesn't get like 17 folder seat. <laughs> so that was my next question. So is it just that everything gets dumped into one of the three buckets or are there other, you know, Yeah. So there are some subfolders within that, right? So if you think Mm -hmm. about operations, um, we have things like legal and financial and team and contracts and some of those different things. So you do want to have some subfolders to have some organization, but again, trying not to have too many of those to make a decision from. Like once you've decided it's operations, put it in operations. And now you have maybe seven folders to choose from that go for operations. Um, same thing with like business development, you could have like a marketing folder for yourself. You could have a podcast pitching or like media folder. Um, you could have a folder for sales. Like you can start having some subfolders, but when you get too many, you're not going to follow the system. So it needs to be, that makes perfect sense. 
Yeah. That makes perfect sense. You are already dropping golden nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys who are listening to the episode today, I hope you have something to write with because that was absolutely great and something that we should all aspire to, yeah. right? So you mentioned, okay, so you started in food service, moved into the wedding industry, moved into a corporate <laughs> space, which I really hope that while you were in that corporate space, you got to at least scout some really nice sites before they, you know, ended (laughs) the relationship. Hopefully you got some good out of that. Um, And then you moved in, you found out about the online space. So tell me about the, in general, what types of clients are you working with the most? Are they mainly service providers? Are they um, product-based businesses? Who do you find yourself working with the most? Yeah. So for me, I gravitate towards service providers. Um, I feel like those are the ones that can make the biggest impact with their business. And really our mission is to solve the operations problems of businesses so that businesses can solve the problems of the world. So um, I felt like I could make the biggest impact. I had the most knowledge because I was a service-based business. So I do gravitate more towards those. But a lot of the things we talk about in these principles work across the board. Um, processes are for everyone. Like everyone has processes that they have to follow regardless of what industry you're in. Um, and I I think they do kind of, it does go across the board for everybody, but we do work mostly with service providers for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so one of the things that I, that I hear a lot in this space, when you hear things like processes and systems, yeah. You hear a lot of that from the, the virtual assistant community, the VA community. And so can you help our listeners understand what the difference is between a business strategist like yourself and a process person like yourself and a virtual assistant? Yeah, I love this question. Um, So there is a lot of gray area, especially in the online space with virtual assistants, specialized virtual assistants. Um, You also have your uh, project managers and your OBMs. Like there's a lot of gray area with what each of those people do. Um, I think for me, kind of the biggest differentiator is that I really look holistically at the entire business as a business, business and system strategist, because I can give you tools. I can give you systems. I can give you checklists all day long, but if those don't match up with what you're trying to do with your goals, it's just a bandaid on the problem. So mm-hmm. from a business strategy standpoint, we look at everything from what are those goals? What is that big picture plan to what are your services and products? Do those align to get you to those revenue goals? Um, are those things that even make sense that you like doing that sell well, like all of those sorts of things. And then we say, okay, now we have that mapped out. What are those tools, systems, processes, and things that will support that and support the scalability of that instead of just switching systems every five seconds. <laughs> Cause I do see that in the online space a lot. Everybody's got like shiny object syndrome and they're like, but wait, my friend told me to try this. And my other friend told me to try this. <laughs> and, and you spend more time transitioning from one system, one platform data. to another. Oh yeah. Yep. Exactly. Very messy. Exactly. I've made the jump from Trello to Asana, (laughs) back to Trello, back to Asana. I can't tell you how many times I've been on Asana. I'm doing well now. I've been in Asana now for over a year. So that's a positive. I'm I'm doing well. But you lose 
so much momentum. And what I will say to that is it's not the tool. They all do the same thing in some capacity. It is the system and the consistency. So um, we even made the move. I was the Trello girl for the longest time. I have a Trello course. I had Trello boards and templates. I used Trello for Mm -hmm. literally my entire life. I was like, I've got all the things, house stuff, business stuff, everything. Um, And we just, we made the move about a year and a half ago just because we kind of outgrew it. So at that point, we had lots of things going on. We had a podcast we were launching. We have a team of contractors um, and it just became too cumbersome to use. So Mm -hmm. we kind of had to upgrade, but so I'm not saying you can't pivot and you can't change tools and you can't do that. It just has to be very well thought out and very strategic to make sure that you're not just bouncing because someone told you to try it. (laughs) Um, And you, it really is the system because I brought my entire system from Trello into Asana and just made some tweaks. It's not like I revamped and rebuilt Asana. It was the same. Right. And that's the same reason that I finally decided to come back to Asana was because the team's piece. And I actually did uh, an episode on how I use Asana in my business. Um, And it just made so much more sense for me because I was working with so many outsourced contractors versus when I was on Trello. Um, So I totally get that. So Let's talk about that, though, in in terms of like making a transition like that. Is that when someone should reach out to you to work with them or when, you know, what's going on in my business that should, you know, something should click in my brain and say, call Brittany or reach out to Brittany. Yeah. So, um, project management setups and cleanups are my jam. Me and my team absolutely love those because I feel like it makes such a huge impact in your business and productivity and being able to get stuff done. Um, so that certainly is something that we help clients with, but honestly, if you are becoming the bottleneck and the growth of your business is stopping because of you, because everyone's coming to you, for everything because you don't have anything documented in checklist format so that they can follow it. Um, that's typically when we would come in because you are literally stopping the growth because you don't have processes in place to be able to delegate to team members. Um, it might be a control thing too, because as entrepreneurs, we have control issues with letting some Mm -hmm. stuff go. Uh But at some point, if you want to scale a business, you have to have a team. You literally cannot do it yourself. Um, Even if it's a really small team of contractors, which is what we've built, we're not looking to grow a gigantic company um, because I do think we can be small and mighty. But if you find yourself stopping the growth because you can't get things done, people can't get things done because of you, that's typically when you need to kind of reevaluate and step back and see if everything's really in alignment or not. Gotcha. That, that's really helpful. And so would you say as you're working with clients, how do you work with them the most? Is it on a project basis or is it more long-term is it yeah. courses or programs? Yeah. So we kind of have two ways that we have found work best for our clients and the people that we work with. We actually have a program called Hustle to Flow, which is why I loved your podcast name so much. I love it. <laughs> 
Um, we have a group coaching, like first level mastermind for those kind of newer entrepreneurs that really need the support and the mastermind community, but just aren't ready for like that big giant investment. Um, so we have that, and those are the people that are just kind of wanting that group coaching support and doing it on their own from a video and worksheet standpoint. Um, and then typically we just do VIP days or VIP intensives where we find a very specific problem within the business, whether that be setting up a project management tool or cleaning it up. Um, that could be strategic planning where they're like, I have all these things and I have no idea which direction to go in. Um, it could also be a client onboarding process. That's one of our big ones, um, is really nailing down that sales process, the onboarding and the offboarding. Um, because a lot of people just don't realize they're losing so much money by spending so much time on those back end client onboarding things <laughs> that they could totally be outsourced and you could be going to make more money while it's happening. Um, so those are kind of the three core areas that we do our VIP days with, uh, we worked on retainer for a long time and we just realized that it was never fulfilling because it was just like, we kept adding things to the list <laughs> mm -hmm. because processes are ongoing, right? Like and they're going to change thing, right? regardless. If you bring on a new team member, lots of stuff changes. If you let go of somebody, lots of things change. Even if you change one product or one like process within your business, it affects so much. So, um, we just felt there was a bigger impact when we came to fix a super, super specific problem. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the two ways that we typically work with service providers. Okay. I love that. And so I, I always tend to talk about myself a lot in these episodes. Yeah. So I want to make sure <laughs> <Love> that <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, some of the folks who might be listening to yeah. us as well. And, and you sort of, it's sort of about me too, I guess, because yeah, there was one point in, right, it, there was one point in my career where I was doing tax work. I retired from that side of the business about five years ago. And yeah. what I found when I was actually doing tax work and doing the uh, accounting and bookkeeping stuff, is that it was during tax season when things got really super chaotic, crazy, yeah. and just so cluttered. And it would take weeks and weeks and weeks to climb out of it oh, yeah. after, <laughs> you know, four months of, you know, head down, focused on pushing returns out the door. And yeah. so is there any advice that you can share with our more seasonal uh, providers that, you know, might be helpful for them? Because, you, when you're doing taxes, you don't even have time a lot of, you know, times to eat a decent right. <laughs> meal, especially when you're coming up on the deadline, right? Yeah. And so you definitely don't have time to ensure always that things are going where it's supposed to go, that emails get sorted after you're done with them and you don't end up with 19,000 emails yeah. <laughs> in your inbox. And that's a true story. So I did swing it back around to me. I'm sorry. But last it. week I took a screenshot and I had like 18,872 emails in one box, which is ridiculous. And so how do you, how do, how do we avoid that as yeah. seasonal providers? Yeah, for sure. Um, and even if you're not seasonal, you will have seasons in your business that things are super chaotic and really crazy. Um, I'm actually, oh, are, sorry. I'm actually in a really busy season in my business right now. And because I've got these systems, it's really allowed me to still 
somewhat keep up, even though I'm like climbing out of like the straw above the water, like trying to breathe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but honestly, if I didn't have, I I have like an inbox detox method that I use and I have a, uh, like end of day routine that I use that honestly, if I didn't do those things, it would be game over. So, um, with my inbox detox really, you have to delete, like, you've just got to get the crap out of there. You've got to delete stuff. If you don't need it, get it out. It cannot just sit there because the stuff that needs to come to the top is just buried within that. So you need Mm -hmm. to like mass delete and purge whatever you can. Um, the second piece of that is discouraging things from coming in that aren't serving you. Um, so I'm sure you've probably heard of like unroll me or they've, they've got lots of different services for that, but basically Mm -hmm you're unsubscribing from emails without technically unsubscribing. So it's skipping your inbox is essentially what it's doing. Um, but I think that we need to get some more of that stuff out. If we've all signed up for a hundred different things, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. we read it and then we're like, this isn't providing value anymore, but yet you're still letting it come in your inbox. You got to get it out of there. Um, gotcha. The third D, so I have five Ds. The third D is deadline, which is if it is a task, it also cannot live in your inbox. If it is an action item, you need to put it on some sort of Asana or Trello or digital task list of some sort. If you're paper, we can do that. We just can't lose the paper. <laughs> okay. um, but you've got to get those tasks out of your inbox kit because you can't live in your inbox as a to-do list or else you will drive yourself crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. the fourth D is delegate. So if it is something that you have a team member or you have somebody that's helping you and it's something that they need to do, you need to forward it to them, file it away. And then if you need to set yourself a reminder to check in, do that. But again, it's got to get out of that inbox. Um, And then document is the folder system. So again, keeping it super simple. We have the BCO folder system. Um, I don't have individual client folders. I know with taxes, that Mm -hmm. might be a little different. They may need to have Mm -hmm. those. Um, So that might be something that you would shift a little bit. But the least amount of folders possible makes it easier to find things and file things. So um really managing that inbox and keeping it super clean, I think is probably one of the biggest things for everybody is just the digital clutter everywhere. Yeah, that's the, uh, when it was, I I can remember back during tax season, the big question that I always had was, do I sort by year first or do I sort by client and then by year? So that I get so deep in my head (laughs) about how to do this. It just, it's frustrating, right? It is. And that's the hard part because there are a thousand different ways that you could organize like one thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I will say to that is you do have to keep it simple, but it also has to work for how you think about it. Because like you said, if you think more by client and then you're like, oh, I work with that client. Here are the years I worked with them. That makes more sense that way. Um, if you're like, I, it was a 2020 thing, then you need to go back to mm-hmm. 2020. Then you can sort by client. So a lot of it is how your brain processes things, which is, it makes my job difficult, right? Because I can't give you like a blanket. <laughs> this is right. how to do it. And it works perfect um, because we do have to take that system and adapt it. But um, yeah, I mean, you just, it has to be super, super simplified and how your brain works for sure. Love it. And so you mentioned Unroll Me. I use Unroll Me. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it because if, 
if I didn't use it, I'd probably have a hundred thousand emails. In oh my, my gosh. I literally have like 25,000 in my unroll me box. And I'm like, if those were in my inbox, I would lose my mind. <laughs> so I know I still have a lot of work to do, but the good news is that's my personal inbox. That's not my work. Awesome. Inbox. So, um, so that's the good news with that. But talk to me about those of us who might have problems with a hundred tabs being open at one time, right? So when you talk about tools, (laughs) I know that there's a tool for that too. So is, is, can you break that habit? (laughs) That's a real hard one to break. Um, so for me, I can't work with more than seven tabs. open. If I can't see what it's titled, I can't, I like cannot function. Um, I've seen people that have like three browser windows with 37 tabs each. And I'm like, holy moly, how do you focus? Um, but I get it. It happens so quickly. Like there is no shame because it happens real fast. You like go through one project and you click things and like 14 things open five seconds later. Like it happens so quick. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. So, um, it definitely is a habit change, but what I tell people, I also work in my buckets. So, um, there's numerous productivity studies. I cannot rattle them off off the top of my head, but every time you switch a task, your brain has to like refocus and reshift Mm -hmm. and it takes X number of seconds to get back in and focus on something. And then you switch again and you lose a lot of time. Um, so I actually, I tell people to block time on their calendar in the BCO buckets. So if you're in business development mode, then you can go pitch podcasts. You can go record podcasts. You can do marketing. You can do content because it's all very related and it's all a lot of the same types of tasks. But if you're switching from creating content, sorry. All right. Keep going. If you're switching from creating content to then doing your bookkeeping and your numbers to then going to client work, your brain is all over the place and you have to Mm -hmm. think about all these different areas and you have to think about all these different types of tasks and it makes it really Mm -hmm. hard to get things done. So, um, by working in those buckets, you can keep tabs open that are within those buckets and it is a habit change for sure. It's not something that happens overnight. And let me just jump in right here. I know that we just heard your, your phone go off. I'm going yeah. to assume because I'm looking at the time of day that we're currently recording this, that it's probably an alarm of some sort. It is. And it is. I do that. <laughs> That's one of the ways that I actually stay organized with a bunch of different 100%. things. I have alarms set on my phone. And so... Um, you guys that heard that, that's probably yeah. what's happening. It's time for Brittany it is. to go 100%. through something. <laughs> 100%. I have reoccurring alarms happening. I have reoccurring reminders happening because again, I ha- I've got twins at home and I run a business full time. Like I have a million things in my head at any given time. And if I don't have those things, the things won't happen. So that's why I put blocked out time for business operations and client services within my calendar, within my Google Drive, within my project management tool. Like I have to have these systems or I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do. Absolutely. So we're not going to edit that out because life Ooh, happens. This happens. <laughs> and this was just, this was one of those exercises where we just show you in real time how it actually works. Yes, and so with that said, it. let me ask you this one other question. How yeah. do we, how do we know that we've got that magic bullet that it's 
finally working. We've talked about shiny object syndrome, you know, which way do I go? That sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> my friend told me I should try that. The, all of those things aside, right? So I put a new process in place. How much time do I need to give it so I can start to see some traction and then some momentum before I say, you know what? This ain't working. I'm going back to the old way. Yep. Or minimum, thir- minimum 30 days, minimum 30 days. You've got to give it at Perfect. least a month of using it and using it consistently. You can't just use it once a week and after 30 days give up. It has to be like an everyday thing. It has to be a habit. And I would say, honestly, 60 is probably a better number for that um, because there's just so many moving pieces to systems and processes and workflows and team members. If you have team members and training people and all of that, that you have to think about that, right? If you have to go through all of that and then 30 days later, you go through all of that again. And then 30 days later, you go through all of that again. That is a gigantic waste of productivity and time that you could have been creating things within your business, selling more clients, bringing in more revenue. Um, So you really do just have to find something and stick to it because they all do the same things. All the project tools do the same thing in sub capacity. Some have a couple extra bells and whistles, but they are all meant to do the same thing. And little secret, they're all keeping up with each other. So most of the time, if you see it there, it's going to be in yours soon. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that nugget with us. And so I want to be able to point my clients and our listeners to someone who can help them, right? Clean up their act, declutter their business, (laughs) fix their life, (laughs) you know, all of those things. And I know that you have a a community where you help people with their productivity and their processes and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so we have a free community. It's not on Facebook. We actually use a platform called Mighty Networks, which is really fun because they have an amazing app that you can put right beside your Facebook and you can check all of the things. Um, mm-hmm. But we actually, we give tons of productivity tips. We do free trainings in there. Um, we're actually starting these things called productivity pods where we're going to all co-work and get stuff done because when people are watching you, it's like this accountability factor and you're like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. I have to get the thing done. <laughs> Um, so we're going to start doing those. We have tons of like fun content in there. We love using memes. So if you're not a meme fan, I wouldn't suggest coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got the free community and you just go to hustle to flow.co forward slash community. Um, and you can just join and it gives you the app and all that good stuff. Um, there's actually a messaging function in there. So it's really fun. You can like message other members and network and potentially find business and all of that good stuff. Love it. I love it. And not for nothing, but can we talk about the word hustle just really quickly? I I know so many people (laughs) are anti-hustle and and really talk about it in their content and things. And, and, And I chose my brand name because I believe that in every business there you got you get an idea. You got to work towards it. For me, that's the hustle piece. It's not that ongoing all the time working hundreds and hundreds of hours and, you know, not seeing any progress. And then you move into that flow piece. And so (laughs) I love that, um, that your spin on it is similar. Like it's a progression. 
right? It's, it it's is. Necessary. And I, I just play. told you we're, we're in hustle mode right now. Like we are getting ready to launch. We added on new team members. We have all these things. I'm also going on a lot of vacations this month and next month. So like I'm cramming five days of work into four and three and two. So we're, yep. it, you have to realize that there are seasons, there are seasons that you're going to be real busy and that there's going to be crazy hustle. There's going to be seasons when you have nothing and you're just kind of flowing along and doing the normal thing and there's nothing extra, but either way, those systems are what allow the hustle to be easier or the flow to be easier. So you really have to lean on those systems to be able to actually move forward in your business for sure. Which is why I knew I needed to bring you onto the show (laughs) and I'm so glad that I did. So besides the community, where else can we find you online? For sure. Um, So the website is www.processforprofit.co. So you guys can drop that in the show link because Mm -hmm. it's all the links are confusing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I hang out most on Instagram and our uh, main brand is Brittany and Co. So it's brittanyandco.consulting. You'll see all things cake and kids and business processes and productivity. (laughs) I love it. Brittany, thank you so much. This has been an incredible, incredible chat. I have really... I've learned a lot. I am going to Yay. think through some buckets and try buckets. And the buckets things. are the they're the buckets are my jam. They are what like holds my whole business together. It's amazing. <laughs> and I guess I'm also downloading the Mighty Networks app so I can join Yay. your community as well. And I'll make sure I that I send um, you know, folks that are in my community over to visit Yay. you as well. Thank we you so love, much for spending time. We would time love with to have you. them. We're on a, we're on a mission. We've got to take the hustle to flow at some point. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, everybody, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you again, Brittany, for sharing yes, all for of your me. golden nuggets. It's been absolutely incredible. You guys, I will see you on next week's episode. Remember as always be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. And you guys have a great rest of your week. Ciao for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.